0: Welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski, joined here alongside my co-host, Brian Sternberg. On this episode, we are fortunate to have on Liam Ryan. Liam is a starting offensive tackle for the Washington State Cougars and returns as one of the stalwarts in the Pac-12. Liam, thanks for joining us on the podcast.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: We see the success that you had last season transitioning to left tackle, but as a whole going into your final year of collegiate football, what have you been working on this off season in order to improve your game?
1: Shoot. There's a lot of things I need to improve. Uh, I, I mean, footwork, hand placement, um, those can always get better with whatever you do. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, Football is 80% 80 of uh, watching film and um, preparation for it with the mind, and 20% uh, goes into preparation during practices each week, and um, then preparing 10% for probably the game. So, um, yeah, I would probably say getting in a film room and watching a lot more film on myself from last year. And, um, I mean, weightlifting and footwork and all that stuff comes uh, secondhand. but trying to get as much uh, mental, mental stuff as I can uh, while, I, while I have this time off during the quarantine.
2: Liam, you just mentioned how important it is to be able to watch film. How much of an emphasis does this Washington State football team put on watching film?
1: I mean, when you're younger, you don't really realize how, mu- how important it is. But as you grow older, um, you hear it all the time from your coaches, you know, watch film, watch film. Um, and when you're young, you, you kind of put off things, but as you start playing and um, you start realizing uh, what each person does and uh, what type of fronts they're in and just kind of breaking down each play and um, formations and stuff like that, it helps you. It probably makes a game 10 times more easy than just going out there and running through practice stuff. And then Uh, getting on the field but I mean it's it's a huge impact in the game and I I don't think a lot of people realize how much impact it takes um, to watch film and uh, put it out on the field
0: early on in your career were there any guys you mentioned ability watch film and something that most college guys it takes a little bit of time to overcome those obstacles that they're faced with were there any players, coaches early on in your career that helped you get acclimated to the collegiate game?
1: I mean, my uncle's always been a, a big factor in my football career. Uh he played at San Jose State, so uh he's he's been around the game for a while. He's always been telling me, uh, to get in the film room. The film's just as important as uh playing on the field and putting it all together. but um, I've had three coaches while I've been here, um, three offensive line coaches and um, each one of them has told me pretty much the same thing. Um, coach Miller, my recent coach has been uh, was honest about film a lot and I think that's what really took us to the next step in being a, a top five offensive line in the country. So uh, the film room's a big, big piece um, And then also other former players, um, Cole Madison, um, Andre Dillard, um, a lot of the former players were in the film room a lot, and you kind of just t- pick up from what they're doing when you're a young guy, and then you just follow, and um, pretty pretty soon it just trickles down to everybody else. And uh, I think those are probably the key people who have probably taught me to get into the film room. It's just as important as lifting weights and doing all the other little things.
2: And Liam Andre Diller, like you just mentioned, drafted by the Eagles in last year's draft. Um, how was playing alongside him, uh, how, did, how did that make you a better player?
1: It, that dude's literally perfect in everything he does. Um, it's, it's pretty hard to, to get around him and beat him. Um, but it's all the little things that I've said. Um, he was excellent in the weight room, excellent off the field with his schoolwork, um, always on time to everything. Um, and just did everything perfect, but perfect doesn't, it comes with the cost. Um, you have to sacrifice so many little things, um, outside of school and, um, whether that's weekends and stuff like that. And, you know, the last couple of years I've just been kind of taken under his wing and just followed him and did everything he's done. And, um, I still watch this film today. I mean, there's no, nothing like watching, uh, offensive tackle for the Eagles. Uh, who's been doing pretty good. So I try to talk to him as much as I can, get the little things uh, that he does um, that he's been doing, even uh, old players that I've talked to, and just try to follow their footsteps and make, make this uh, university uh, uh, impactful for uh, offensive linemen.
0: Now you have come on now, Elder Smith, Datesman on the team in a sense, how have you helped out those underclassmen, even with it, what's going on right now? How are you taking on a leadership role to help them out?
1: You know, it's this time's hard. I mean, it's hard for everyone. People can't work. Um, you know, everybody's got a lot of free time, um, but you still got to manage your, your free time with your work. And um, that's what I try to do. I mean, I try to get out as much as I can, as, as much as I uh, possibly can do and, uh, outside, but also in the film room. Um, we got, everyone's pretty much got meetings and stuff on, on zoom and stuff. So we've been getting in that and i um, just trying to n- not, you, you want to, you want to be a, pl- a player led team, not a coach led team. So I try to do as much input as I can with uh, all these new installs that we're doing. But um at the same time, kind of knowing my role, um, letting the coaches speak, and then try to get it into a player's uh, aspect and vision. So I've, I've just been texting the guys as a, as a leader and trying to get the guys to make sure they're doing their drills and um, make sure they're watching film. Because at the end of the day, we, w- we want to be the best group we can be on, on and off the field.
2: And Liam, you were fortunate enough to play in front of, two great quarterbacks, Minshew and Anthony Gordon. Obviously we know communication is such an important aspect, especially for offensive linemen. Um, but can you describe your relationship with both Minshew and Anthony Gordon?
1: Both those guys are great dudes. Two two different, uh, I would say two different mindsets. Gordo more of a uh, flashy guy, you know, he comes in, puts in the work. They both put in the work, but, uh, Gordo comes in, flashy guy, um, absolutely throw the ball out in any different angle, um, and great, great, great leader on and off the field. I think that's probably his biggest thing that he's stepped up in is leading a football team. And I think Gardner helped out a lot with that. But Gardner came in um, with I think he only had five or six months in in Pullman. Nobody really knew who he was, but he came in and. Just did exactly what he did with Jacksonville and came in and um, just made a huge impact and did it with uh, vocally and uh, by proving it on the field. So um, I think they're two different dudes, but at the end of the day, they both get their jobs done and it's fun to be around them. It's fun to be around good dudes who l- love the game of football and um, take it so seriously. And um, you, you can see it with their, both their worth their ethics, and I think they'll both do great at the next level.
0: For yourself, Liam, um, with the quarterback transition came a transition and that you went from going from left guard to left tackle. What was that transition like for you?
1: Oh, it's it's huge. Um, it's, two, it's two different positions. It's two different. Uh, you got to play on the edge. You got to play with uh, quick people off the edge for tackle. Guard, you got uh, a little bit more uh, leverage and a little bit more help. You're kind of the, the help guy and everything. You're helping out the center, you're helping out the tackle, um, kind of reading the linebackers where they go. Um, but it's helped me out with communication a lot and being able to play both. Um, I've even told my coach like if you need, if you need backup center, I'll play center, whatever, whatever helps the team um, succeed. I mean, that's all I, I really care about. And um, eventually, uh, my opportunity will come at the next level. But um, I mean, I want to. Be the most versatile player I can be, but at the end of the day, they they are two totally different positions. Um, I mean, footwork's a lot more impact in uh, in tackle spots, but guards you uh, you kind of need to help more. You need to have your head on a swivel because uh, you never know what's coming at you, what blitz, what's what stunts are coming. So, um, but I think that's helped me a lot as a player is playing both positions and. Um, learning and reading different things at different positions. So it's it's been a fun ride so far.
2: Liam, we know being in the Pac-12, very competitive and tough conference, but what do you feel that this Washington State football team has to do next year to win the Pac-12?
1: We have to do all the little things. Uh, We have to get in the film room. We have to work extra than any other team that's out there. Uh, We have to do every little thing that we can, and um, when adversity strikes, just like this quarantine, you know, you got to attack it. There's no, no backing down to it. There's every, every, every game is going to be a a huge fight, and even if we're playing FCS school or anything, there's always going to be a fight and everything and fight in life. So uh, I think we just have to attack every opportunity and just live day by day. You know, don't think about the future, don't think about the past, what's happened. Uh, just keep stepping uh forward, and as long as we're moving forward and we're getting better each week, um, I think we could we 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 have the opportunity to take it all and uh, we've got a lot of guys returning, so I'm happy about that and I am just trying to put it leave an impact on washington state and uh for all the younger guys and uh, be a role model for everyone at the camp.
0: One thing that will be different is new head coach Nick Rolovich, Mike leach leaves. For Mississippi State, what has the transition been like, and what do you think your new head coach brings to this Washington State football team?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I didn't know too. I knew didn't know too much about him. Uh, he recruited me a little bit at Nevada for out of high school, but um, you know, Leach, Leach and his staff—they—they they got a great opportunity ahead, and I'm thankful. I'm forever thankful for giving me an opportunity to uh, continue my academic career and my football career, um, at Washington state, but, um, I wish them the best of luck. Uh, but coach Rolovich has come in and made a huge impact. Um, you know, he's, I would say he's more outgoing than Leach and, um, but they're two different people, you know, um, I, I didn't come here to make, make the greatest relations with the head coach, you know, um, I came here to play football and continue my academic career and, you know, uh, they're, they're just two totally different people, but I think coach Rolo has really impacted, uh, us with, uh, getting involved with the community and, you know, um, everyone around this town and Pullman and, um, you know, playing for each other and, um, not, not only playing for the coaching staff, but playing for each other. Cause I think that's what really matters at the end of the day. They're not playing uh, games out there. They're just helping us prepare for them and putting us in the best possible positions that we can. So I think at the end of the day, it's on us. And um, I think he's really been um, really been uh, giving us some uh, good tips and stuff on how to stay together, stay locked in, especially during this time. And, you know, being the greatest group that we can be because I know he didn't he didn't come here for no uh, be second place in the the north he came here to win the whole thing so um yeah it's been it's been it's been a pretty good time uh, with the short time that we've had with him but he's always texting us and making sure we're all good and um the little things really matter when when it comes down to a head coach so it's been it's been really good so far.
2: Liam, coming from Chino Hills, California, can you talk a little bit about your high school career, what the recruiting process was like for you, and why you ended up choosing Washington State?
1: I went to uh, elementary in Chino Hills, and also junior high, and then from high school, I was going to go play at Chino Hills High School, but um, I ended up uh, looking around some schools such as like Bishop Amat and um, in La Puente, and um, also Damien High School in Laverne, just um, in St. Francis, where my uncle went, and um, La Yada. So I, I was looking around private schools because I always been Catholic growing up. So um, I thought maybe a change would be good. So me and my mom would go around, me and my my parents, and um, eventually I found Damien High School. I thought it was the best fit for me to play basketball and football there. Um, I got an opportunity. Uh, my junior year to play football at the varsity level. And um, I played basketball varsity sophomore year. So um, I think I didn't, I, I, by the, by my junior year, I, I knew I was going to be a football player. I knew I wasn't going to grow anymore. Um, I knew that football was going to take me to the next level where I wanted to be. So I started focusing on football a lot my junior year. Which, uh, which now you see a lot more kids when they're growing up younger. They know football is going to be their thing. So I think I got a little bit of a late start with lifting and all that. But um, I'm glad it p- panned out this way. And my junior year, I had a, a really big year, and um, offers started coming in. Um, and, you know, Pac-12 has always been my, my my strong suit and where I wanted to p- play at the next level. and um, I got the opportunity from Washington State and a couple other Pac-12 schools, but if I if I could have stayed home, I would have. But um, that opportunity didn't arise, and it just fueled me to uh, be a better player and be a better person. So um, left home and visited Washington State, and it reminded me exactly like Chino Hills, Rolling Hills, nice weather, um, great atmosphere out here, and you know that's partly why. I chose Washington state and probably one of my favorite decisions I've ever made in my, my entire life. So I'm forever grateful.
0: Liam, what's a typical game day like, and what's it like playing at Martin stadium?
1: That's, I think we got one of the best, uh, fans, some of the best fans in the country, you know, um, you got, it's a small town. So, there's not a lot of people out here. It's mainly students and, um, some residents, but you got, uh, a whole family kind of just bought into the, uh, athletics around here. And so when I, when I kind of heard that from them, um, you know, you, you hear it and you, but you just want to see it for yourself. So when I took the chance and coming here and, um, actually seeing it for the first time, um, it's incredible. And, um, you know, everybody supports every 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 uh, sport. Um, we all try to round up and rally behind each other because that's what Coop fans do. That's what the Coops are about. So we try to. They impact our games significantly at games, even on road games. They travel great. So um, I think the Coop fans have done uh, a tremendous job over the past, over my years here and um, generations before that. But um, I mean, they closed down uh downtown and pretty much every place when game day's on and stuff like that so everyone tries to support each other you got people coming from the west side of um, seattle coming over and my favorite part is probably when they they camp out in uh, rvs like two days before the games and they're all tailgating and stuff and you drive by on like a thursday night and go get some food or something and everyone's out there and bonfires and stuff so it's it's an incredible uh atmosphere when you're when you're here for game day my my game day rituals i just you know chill in the hotel uh try to relax as much as i can Uh, we usually play at night so those are probably the toughest games for players because you're just sitting in a hotel room for most of the night and um you know stay off your feet um i try to ice bath every uh every, every game day so whether it's uh a late game or early game, you know, I try to ice bath in the morning and just take a nap and watch some football. Uh, but whatever, whatever time we play, it's it's different for me. And then obviously getting a good meal in for pregame um, and just getting my mind ready, my mindset ready, because when you're going cool, calm and collective into a game, you're probably going to have one of your better games. But uh, I just try to stay cool, calm and collective all all, all throughout the day, get my mind ready.
2: Liam, you just mentioned how much of an impact fans and your community can have on how you guys perform, but how important do you think it is for a team to have such a strong fan base, both home and away?
1: It's incredible. And you travel down, we travel down to Arizona schools and you just see a huge section of Coug fans. And, you know, sometimes they're louder than the fans that we're playing against. And, you know, uh, it makes a huge impact you know it gets it gets the guys hyped up and um you know you can rally against a team depending on how well you're doing and um, i think it makes a huge impact and uh, i think the coop fans are doing doing a tremendous job and traveling and going wherever they can even on like college game days there's coop fans all over the nation uh, waving old crimson i think it's like over 250 times and maybe 300. So uh, you just, you can tell how big the, the Kook spirit is around the whole nation and uh, makes a huge impact during the games.
0: Going up against top competition, Liam in the PAC 12, were there any edge rushers that stood out to you last season as the best you faced?
1: Yeah, there's, I mean, every game you go up against, you're going to go up against the top guys. Everyone, at this uh you don't get recruited for no reason everywhere everywhere you go you're, you're going to play against the top guys but um probably one of the the most the, the best guys i face is uh bradley Anaye from utah great player uses his hands well um i know he's gonna have a successful future um wish him the best of luck in the draft um at oregon they always have a couple guys i remember thibodeau he was always, uh, off the ball and um, you know, I look forward against going up up against them next year but um, every school there's there's great players who you're going to go up against you know but those are some of the names I can name off right now but every single school I've played against um, they they always got good ed- edge rushers those are the best guys you're going to be going against and those tackles are edge rushers so
2: i thinking about the future of this Washington state football team a lot of potential a lot of talent.
1: So if you had to pick
2: two underclassmen, one offensive and one defensive players on your team that haven't gotten the immediate attention yet, but have stood out to you and should be on Josh Bader's pretty soon, who would you choose and why?
1: Probably on defense. Uh, I'd probably start off with uh, Travion Brown. He played uh, linebacker for us last year, came in as a freshman, did all the little things, played special teams. Um, he's going to be an outstanding player, learning from Jihad and um, John Woods and Justice, and a couple of our other veteran uh linebackers, but I mean, he'll, he'll he'll be good next year, and I think he has a great future ahead of him if he continues what he's doing. He just comes in, works, and hard nosed Um, the offense, um, I would probably say some of our quarterbacks who have, who have been here for a while, who haven't gotten too much of the spotlight because we've got some transfers and some other juco guys um cam and cooper strong arm athletic um physically athletic so uh john bledsoe drew bledsoe's son um he's cool. always in the mix for everything he's smart um can throw the ball both very up both quarterbacks very athletic and then um you got some young receivers you got uh cassidy woods who played a little bit last year and. Um, and you got, we just have a, a full offensive group. I think that's good. But um, you, you can always put Jared Kingston in the mix. He played a backup left guard a little bit last year. Um, I think he'll have a tremendous time playing um, and just trying to get him ready too and filling in for the left guard spot and trying to help him as much as I can possible. So those, those are some of the guys that I think have stu- uh, stood out to me.
0: Definitely be on our radars. And Liam, thinking about the academic side of things, we know Washington State's a fantastic school. What did you decide to major in? And we know, obviously, next school, NFL. But what are your career aspirations once your football career is over?
1: I'm all about the community. I'm trying to help out as much as I can. I thought uh, my parents have instilled that in me and just trying to help out as much people as I could. Um, so I chose criminal justice, um, and, you know, most people want to always ask, oh, you want to be a police officer or something like that? And, um, you know, that's always been in the back of my mind, but, um, my, my uncle's a firefighter in San Jose. So I've always thought about being a firefighter, arson investigator, investigating fires and stuff like that, and giving back to community and helping as much as I can possible, um, wherever I live at the end of the day. But uh that's always been probably a firefighter or a police officer at the end of the day. I know they butt heads, so it's it's uh yeah, probably something I gotta look into more. But um firefighting's definitely been on uh, my radar for a while now since I've uh been throughout college.
2: Obviously, scouts will have all the, the tape they need on you. But such an important aspect is who they're getting in someone in the locker room and off the field. So what would you want GMs, scouts, future coaches, future teammates to know about Liam Ryan?
1: I'm a vocal guy. I've always been a vocal guy. Uh, but I say stuff when that has to be said, when it needs to be said. Um, I mean, I want to be the best person and best, uh, player I can be on and off the field. Um, you know, I'm gonna put in the work every day, uh, that needs to be done and, um, do as much as I can to get ahead of people and uh, just the little things, learning, uh, getting in the film room, weight room. Um, but you know, I think being a, being a better man on and off the field, I think that counts, it counts for me the most and uh doing as much stuff as i can to impact the community and people around me um just learning from some of the great guys up there at the next level
0: and liam if you could be trained by one player currently in the nfl or retired who would it be and why
1: um andre dillard why not you know i've trained with him for three to four years and um you know that's that's my brother right there and he um, you knows a lot of a lot of stuff now playing in the, the nfl for a year and learning from some of the greats you know why not train with him again um i mean another person that's like my body type my uh physique and athleticism and you know plays balls to the wall probably taylor lewan I, I like watching a lot of his films the titans left tackle and you know uh i just think we have similar play styles and how we play and um, both very outspoken and, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes to be successful. So I would choose either one of those two, you know, those are probably one of my two favorite offensive, line, offensive linemen in the NFL right now, so.
2: Liam, obviously we had to touch up on the Washington State-Washington rivalry. What's it like playing
1: in that rivalry game? It's like playing in any rivalry in high school, college. Uh, college is probably a little bit more uh, amped up and you know uh, glorified more because it's, it's it's big on each community and it's there's so many past games and past uh, opportunities and things that have ar- arisen and you know um, I think it's always big to play against uh, another school that's on the opposite side of the state as you just like. Growing up, LA, uh, USC, UCLA, I mean, that's the biggest, one of the biggest rivalries in college football. So um, I just think of it as that and, you know, going out and uh, physically dominating your opponent on the other side of the ball uh, just makes it that much better. But I mean, it's been, it's been so much fun playing in the Apple cups, even though it hasn't gone our way, um, you know, a great atmosphere to play in and just learn from, uh all the things and all the players and um, learn from each opportunity that that you get on the field. So it's been great to play in both stadiums and rowdy fans and just the hatred between each other is is, is great. You know, it fuels my soul. So I, I enjoy it every year.
0: Liam, for our last question, for any rising high school football player, what is the best piece of advice you could give to them?
1: You know. Um, you're two star three star four star five star um you got there for a reason and um you know you got to keep putting in the work and putting in all the little things that'll help you become a a successful football player at the next level um but you know at the end of the day impact your community do whatever you have to do to um, be successful on and off the field uh listen to your coaches um you know, I don't. I, I personally don't think camps are the the greatest things because nowadays they're doing non padded stuff, and it just looks ridiculous out there. So, um, I would just say keep putting in work, um, and eventually things will come to you. Um, it's not it's not about how many people you know or this and that. I mean, eventually it'll come to you, and just be patient throughout the process for all those high schoolers out there. Um, 'Cause your work your work doesn't go unnoticed. So I would just say put your head down and just keep working through all the adversity that you that's gonna get hit into your life.
0: That was Liam Ryan with the Washington State Cougars. We really appreciate your time and best of luck next season.
1: Yep, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys.